I, I, fi- I find that when a lot of men finally share something that's been bothering them with you, you know, emotionally, it's heavy because it's yeah. been building it's, it's, and they're not going to go to you unless it's, it's really bad, right? Yeah. yeah. So I found there was a particular time in my life where a lot of my, my uh, guy friends would come to me and start sharing, you know, something they were going through, like a, a good amount. And I found it started, you know, being emotionally taxing on my end because I'm having to deal with like these life revelations and mm-hmm. and talk to people about them uh, more often than maybe I'm prepared to handle because I'm not a therapist. And, and Tony, yeah. that's the and that's the exact issue, right? When men get into a relationship and they've been yeah. bottling this forever and they just release it all onto their all partner. Of it, yeah. One thing I've always noticed about um, guys, and I think we all have friends like that as well, and we're probably all guilty to it, guilty of it to an extent, is that guys. I don't think guys are really good friends to each other. And what I mean by that is, you know, I think guys have a lot of, you know, guy friends and, and that's all good. You all, you all get together, you get, you grab drinks together, you watch the game together, you play video games together and all of that. But I feel like guys still don't share their like deepest feelings or struggles with each other because of this whole idea of I have to man up and take it, take care of it myself. Right. Mm-hmm. What, what do you guys think of that before I go further? Like, what do you guys think about that? It makes, I, I, I've, I've seen it. I've definitely seen it. I think it's also just like, it's a culture of like, I don't want to be the one that looks like they're making excuses because somebody else has it harder than me. And it's yeah. tough because I balance between these two things. Like I, I'm, a, I'm really guilty of this. I'm always thinking like, yo, my immigrant parents worked harder than I did because they had these barriers. My, these people are working harder than I am. How like th- this is like negative self-talk, but I'll have self-talk where I was like, you don't have time to feel pity, bro. You have to keep working. And it's almost like this, it it's where toxic, I think, just workmanship habits sometimes will meet with a culture where men are not always encouraged to open up about their feelings where it's like you don't want to act like you're making excuses do you know what i mean so you're like oh everything is good you know i'm just i'm just you know i'm just grinding i'm doing my thing you know i'm like this is this this is this so it's you don't want to make it look like you're making excuses for you not having the things in your life so i think that might be one reason why men feel like they can't open up and and the issue with that onka is like when men eventually get into a relationship you know hopefully uh they get into a relationship with somebody hopefully. Knock um, on what, what, what tends to happen and i've seen this myself I've, I've talked to like you know friends about this and all that what tends to happen is when guys get into a relationship they then open up to their to their partner and yeah. they all of their like baggage onto them and all of a sudden their partner now becomes their therapist, you know, their cheerleader, their counselor, all of these things all at once just get dumped onto the partner. And I think a big reason of it is because guys don't feel comfortable sharing it in a more men-dominated space for some reason. 
Yeah. I mean, I I think it it makes a lot of sense when you consider uh I guess the masculine traits we value, but not even just the masculine, like leadership traits we value. And uh I mean, like there's this perception you kind of have to swallow your emotions and think rationally mm-hmm. and deal with things as a problem solver. And and I think like a lot of those things can be good in moderation. Um, if you keep swallowing your, your feelings, like your, your tummy's going to fill up. Right. So it's like <laughs> that. I think that's the issue. And I think sometimes the problem even goes deeper than they don't talk about it. Uh, to give you a personal example, like sometimes I get told, um, Hey, Tony, like you, you don't uh, share enough or, uh, you're hard to read or, or, uh, you have some, some like level of personality or emotion you're not sharing with us. And it's predominantly women who will tell me this. Uh, and I'm like, I think I'm, I'm pretty open. (laughs) Like, uh, like I personally think I'm pretty open. So it's possible that I, I have those feelings or those emotions and I'm just like not engaging with them. It's possible. Mm. Uh, I think that's very possible, right? Because my, I think, and it's, it's, I think it's just so internal, right? Like if I have an issue, if I have something that disappoints me, I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm just going to be like, okay, setback. Let's look at the next thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas I'm sure some people would sit and, you know, process it and feel it and think about it. Right. To your point, Anka, and I was talking to a friend the other day that told me, you know, one of the reasons he doesn't like share things with with his friend group, I guess, his mostly male friend group, is this idea of he doesn't want to come across as, of he doesn't want to come across like a victim, or he's like mm-hmm. he thinks like you know I'm the only one in the world that's going through this problem. He's just like you know everybody's going through their stuff. I should just deal with mine. But I think if you have that attitude of I should just deal with my own thing, then you then you start to dwell on it for too long. Then you start to like think you know, of different consequences and outcomes that might not even make sense. But if you share it, and if other people are actually have gone through this as well, then maybe you're going to get better ideas of how to handle that in a more healthy manner than to just let mm. it dwell and foster inside you, right? And I, and I just wonder why... And I, don't get me wrong, I think there's some things like... Um, I don't think you, you want to completely swing to the other side of the pendulum where you just share everything under, under the sun. Mm-hmm. But I think... If, if it's something you are not getting to the answer to and is on your mind constantly, it's probably time to share it at that point, right? Well, I think there's power in, like, I personally had really, really, like, moments of healing when I've shared with a friend and I've gotten, and this is, like, I'm, I'm specifically thinking about times where I've shared with guy friends because, I mean, that's the topic we're on, where I've gotten, A, either empathy from that person where they're like, that sucks, I feel you. So I don't feel like I'm just feeling bad about nothing, like, oh, this actually makes sense. Or B, I get like the same thing happened to me or something similar happened, right? And I know what some people sometimes are angry about that because then people will say, oh, you're just making it about yourself. But I think in the right context, it can be really powerful because then you're like, oh, I'm not the only person that's dealing with this issue. Somebody else is as well. Yeah. So let me, let me ask you guys, have, have either of you ever shared your emotions or your feelings with someone or specifically like another man? 
and had it backfire. Like have that person either say something offensive or insensitive or just not listen. Like, has that, is that an experience either of you have had that you can share? I, I haven't had it. And I think for a couple of reasons, one, I haven't shared my feelings that often for mm. in terms of just occurrence. Yeah. And secondly, when I do, there's like a very short list of people that I have ever opened up to. And I feel like it's gotten to a point where I like really trust them. And I think that's what everyone should do. You should have like a really small group where you super trust. Because I know if I mentioned that feeling to some other guys, they'll just be like, oh, look at you. Like, I don't want to use the word on the podcast, but like, look at you, you know, you weak person. Wuss or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a much nicer word than I was going to use. Look at you, worst, <laughs> like, like get get better. Or like they'll just or they'll they'll play it off as like ah oh, nothing. You're just being like silly. Like yeah. Get better. Um, I don't I don't share it with those kind of guys, right? I, I share it with guys who I think know where I'm coming from, and they don't they're not gonna undermine me or, or demean me uh, mm-hmm. for saying it. It can also be, you know, there can also be a, a middle ground. Like you mentioned, you shouldn't overshare, right? Yeah. And I, I'm thinking. Like, I, I, fi- I find that when a lot of men finally share something that's been bothering them with you, you know, emotionally, it's heavy because it's yeah. been building it's, it's and they're not going to go to you unless it's, it's really bad, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I found there was a particular time in my life where a lot of my, my uh, guy friends would come to me and start sharing, you know, something they were going through, like a... a good amount and i found it started you know being emotionally taxing on my end because i'm having to deal with like these life revelations and Mm -hmm. and talk to people about them uh more often than maybe i'm prepared to handle because i'm not a therapist and and tony that's and that's the exact issue right when men get into a relationship and they've been bottling this forever and they just release it all onto their partner yeah yeah. And they're probably yeah. both not a therapist, right? Like that's I feel yeah. Well, I, I think you're talking about uh I mean I think a what's happening there is almost a symptom of a greater thing that I see in men. And that's like I was reading a little bit before we talked today, and it was reading about how men are more likely to just like prolong even simple things like going to the doctors right? So whether it's physical health or mental health or whatever it is, they're more likely to suck, like basically say it's not a big deal until it is a big deal and then go in, right? So whether that's going into the doctors when you have a big physical issue or the ther- or going to a relationship and being like, here is all my baggage at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, don't, I don't want us to come across, or at least myself specifically too, like I don't want to come across as some kind of angel, right? Like I've been in a relationship no, where, oh, yeah. where I've overshared and I've definitely like overburdened my partner. Yeah, all of us have, right? Um, but I think it's a lesson that I don't want other guys to have to learn by going through it first. I feel like it's something that guys should learn before they go into a relationship, right? Like we should build that culture where young men are comfortable opening up and sharing you know, feelings to other friends and just being better friends in that situation, right? Um, yeah, for man. each other. And well, I, I think especially now, like with COVID, yeah. right? Because, yeah, exactly. I mean, all of us, all of us are in, honestly, all of us are in situations right now that six months ago we never would have thought of, right? Like, I remember when the pandemic first started and, um, what was it, like March 11th or 12th or something like that when things really started hitting the fan. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to be at home for two weeks. 
that was my thought. I was like, two weeks, I'll be at home, I'll be back in the office. And it's been like six months, seven months of this, right? And we're all dealing with it in different ways. Like everyone's maybe gotten used to a routine, but it doesn't mean the routine is great. Like, every, like I'm sure people are dealing with stuff right now. Like I'm dealing with stuff right now. It's yeah. tough. And another thing I've noticed is like, even when guys do try and share, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like we also don't, we don't share it properly or we don't like engage with the situation thoroughly. So for example, yeah, class- what do you mean? Like I'm curious. Yeah. A classic example of when guys like dump their stuff on me or when my friends tell me stuff is when we're playing FIFA. We're playing FIFA. <laughs> we're like paying attention to the screen and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, Messi, run, 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 score that goal. And then my friend is like, yo, man, I'm feeling kind of depressed today. And I'm like, oh shit, man, are you serious? And then we just continue playing FIFA. And I'm like, you know, it's it's a moment where you should probably like stop what you're doing and like you know engage in the situation and have that healthy conversation. But we usually just yeah. like talk about it over video games, um, which I think is not is not like inherently bad. But I think you know we could probably be better. <laughs> no, but like, but like and, in actuality though, what would you do? Like, let's say you're you're all watching like a Champions League game, yeah. and one dude's like, "Bro, I've been I've been kind of depressed." Are you are you yeah. all like, "Okay, yeah. I'm, put away the nachos, we're getting no, the friendship like, circle, like, let's go know, and start think, meditating." In a in a in an idealistic world, that's what we will do. But we won't even look each other in the eye. We'll just be like, "Oh, damn, bro, that sucks," and then just continue watching the game. <laughs> So kind of a kind of a related topic. Uh, so there's this perception or stereotype that I think is largely unfair that when men hear problems, they're problem solving. They're trying to give you advice. They're trying to be like, how do we solve this? A, B, C, D. And women are listening and they're going to process what you said and they're going to process it judgment free and give you like just support rather than advice. At least that's kind of the perception that a lot of men like to talk about. I haven't found that to be true at all. Like when men um, start talking about their issues and you and if you give them advice, like they almost never follow it. They, they're, they're never like, oh, yeah, that's good advice. Like I'm actually going to think about this. Like they're probably just going to make the emotionally based decision they would have made before uh, you had that so is conversation. It, is it, is it but those are two different things, though. Sorry, what? Is this when men are talking to other men? Is the example you gave? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like when men are talking to other men, right? And that that could possibly mean, you know, we're just doing it wrong, and the women have this right. Yeah, I think that- no, I like I actually disagree with you. I think I think men. Yeah, always I disagree do, with you too. Men always, when they hear some, when someone comes up to them with a situation, the first the first uh, response is always to problem solve and try and fix it right no, away. No, yeah. yeah, and I yeah. agree. And I, and I, I'm I very think, guilty of this. Think, I'm trying to fix I, this. Yeah, yeah, it's like, I'm hella guilty of this too. And I, I guess we're all men. No, <laughs> so same think, here, same here, yeah. I think uh, one thing I've tried and I've failed, but I've tried to start implementing is if someone comes up to me with a situation, I always want to ask them, do you want me to like help you solution this? Do you want me to just yeah. listen? Or do you want me yeah. to just like mm-hmm. really rant out with you, right? Um, and I think it's like, <laughs> it's taken me a while to figure this out and I'm not there yet, but you have to like consciously stop that innate thing to just want to problem solve and fix it right away. Cause sometimes they already know the answer, right? Like your friend already knows what they need to do. They don't need you to tell them what to do. They just want someone else to hear them. And at that or point, like, 
listener, right? <laughs> the other thing is sometimes you just have to acknowledge when shit sucks, right? Like I'm, I'm very guilty of toxic positivity and I'm trying to like get better at if a friend tells me that something sucks, not just being like, well, I mean, look at the bright side, this, this, this. Because my, my, my rationale for that and why I used to do this a lot was really just, or why I, I'm guilty of doing this is because I want to make my friend feel better. So I want them to remind them of things that they should be grateful for in their life. So if they don't have a job, to be like, you know, like, um, you're, I mean, at least you're healthy, you're with your family, like, this is going on, this is going on, right? Where, and I think that can be useful, contextually dependent. But I think also what can happen is we get in, like, there's sometimes there's situations where people just want, like, this sucks. And I really just want a friend who I can sit with. And they yeah. can agree that it sucks and we can have, you know, a glass of wine or some juice or whatever it is and just, you know, vent for a bit. And then maybe at a later point, your friend can come in and be like, you know what, here's what I think you could do in the future, right? Yeah. Or here's some things in your life that are good. And it's, it's hard to read those situations, right? And I think, I think guys are not good at, we're not good at reading situations. <laughs> and this goes to like, even like my internal reaction to hearing Uncle's point was like, yeah, but personally, if I'm going to go to someone and start talking about my emotions, like I want a solution, right? Mm. And that's maybe the wrong approach. Like maybe there is just value in being heard and that that can be kind of a solution itself. Yeah. Um, but I, I, so do you think there is still then, I think there is still value in the, in the, problem solving part of it no of course i think there is too but i think tony the reason why you probably always go in expecting a solution is because you're probably sharing it at a point where you've been dwelling on it forever Mm. and now you've it's it's like gotten to a stage yeah i've i've boiled it down to a multiple choice question i'm like do one of these three things to solve this yeah exactly (laughs) but i think i think and you you go to your round table your round table of boys and you're like all right boys you go to the group chat here's a situation what are we doing a b c d yeah (laughs) i I, I think i think ladies share it earlier on in their journey and they haven't gotten to that stage where they want the problem solved they're still like maybe working through it and that, that could be why the approaches kind of con, uh, conflict with each other, right? Yeah, I think man. there's this thing as well. You know, I think a lot of women do this better talking about emotions, even when there isn't something on your mind. Because a lot of times you can catch that you're feeling a certain way or that you're processing something uh, a certain way that maybe you wouldn't if, if, you, if you didn't talk about it. That would come up mm-hmm. a few, few months later, right? Yeah, yeah. Just by opening up. Totally agree. What is like, again, we're being solutions oriented here. Like what, (laughs) what, what can male friend groups do to maybe facilitate that more? You know, is it like instead of a FIFA night one week, we have an emotions night and we all just sit down (laughs) and chat about how, how, like how we've been feeling. Like, is that how we do it or? No, I think I, I, that's I think actually not a bad idea, night. Tony. I, I know I think you have your FIFA nights, and if somebody brings something up like that, you press pause and you just take it seriously. You know, you just you sit with it for a moment and like yeah. And and I, I think one thing is you make that person feel comfortable sharing it, or you don't ignore you don't ignore them. You don't just dismiss it out of hand, because you want to make sure that person feels comfortable sharing it again, right? Um, so I think if it happens, you pause and you like take in the seriousness of the moment. You talk about it um, to whatever extent you need to, but just do do what you need to do to make sure that person feels comfortable and feels heard. Um, See, but the thing is, I think 
the hard part is like because i've actually had i'm thinking about a scenario where i was at a halo game night and i had a situation that was really really bugging me and i didn't bring it up like i didn't bring it up to the people i was with because it was like a great vibe i don't want to fuck that up right Mm -hmm. like i have this situation in my purse and but like the thing is, I did bring it up with one of my friends. I actually brought it up with one of you. Like we went for lunch, and I talked about the situation, and we we like we we hashed it out, right? But um, what was I gonna say? I remember being in that exact same situation, Tom, and I was just like, I don't want to ruin the vibe. Do you know what I mean? Like we're having this kind of a night, and I don't want to. I don't want to bring. And, and this is maybe this is wrong, but I'm just giving you the realistic perspective of this is me being in the shoes of the person who is dealing with something in their head, being like, I don't want to bring this burden onto my male friends. And I guess my question is, why did you feel like you were going to ruin the vibe? Did you feel like somebody was going to dismiss what you said and just go back to Halo? No, it's just like, it was more like, and I think this is also indica- in- indicative of... Um, an adult life where you don't get to see your friends as often, right? Where I think like back in college, I think I'd be more willing to bring up things like that because I saw my friends more often, right? I'd see them on campus a couple times a week. I'd see them this, like I'd see them that. Whereas with, in these scenarios, like I, I might not see my friends in like six months, right? So it's almost just like, do I want to bring this to the group? Is this important enough that I think I need the group to help me with this right now, right? Mm. Yeah, and like ultimately, like I don't want to, I don't want to be so prescriptive with that for anyone. But I think it's ultimately an individual decision of when you feel yeah. ready to bring it up. But what's important, well, what I think is important is that you should feel comfortable bringing it up to your the friends that you call close, and mm-hmm. they should be receptive and make you feel heard, no matter the situation. Right? I don't, I don't want someone to feel like I don't want to share it because I don't want people to dismiss me out of hand. I want people to share it when they feel comfortable sharing it. And for friends to listen when they need to listen, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we should we should acknowledge, though, because we've kind of talked around this, right? There is, I think the reason a lot of men go to women to be their counselors and therapists and all these other yeah. things is because women are better at processing and understanding and empathizing with emotions. So if today in 2020... The guy says, you know, I'm going to start talking to my male friends more about my emotions. I think that's, you know, a very positive change and they could get a lot out of that, especially you're talking to someone who will be able to empathize with your male perspective and the problems you're going through um, a lot of the time. But they, you might also be talking to someone who's just utterly ill-equipped to deal with emotions, right? Because we've all talked about like how we've had to learn how to deal with a friend's emotions better and you might be talking to someone who hasn't gone through that or maybe you're talking to us and we still have formative growth to go through right so uh you might not be getting you know the best therapist out there (laughs) if that that makes sense i agree but i don't Mm -hmm. think you i don't think your you know person who's meant to be like your girlfriend or your wife or your partner is is also meant to be a therapist. should get that burden yeah for sure yeah Ultimately, if you can at least shift some of that away from them, you'll also be more healthy and a better person in your relationship too. And I, I also think Tony, like 
it's it's almost like a cause and effect scenario where I feel like if more men opened up to guys in their lives, I think guys would have more experience in maybe dealing with their friends' problems and learning the tools. Because I'm sure some of these things that we've learned have not just come from things we've read on the internet, but just come from experience where you're like, oh, they didn't really react well to this. Maybe I should have done this in that in that scenario, or yeah. just talking to friends about this, right? I agree. Hi everyone. We're we're trying out a new segment here called Back and Forth, and I think it's given the nature of the debates we often have, or the debate mentality we often have in our group.、Um, we're always back and forth on different issues, but we so we wanted to bring that into the podcast a bit and show you guys、um, just how deep and thought provoking we can be when it comes to the most critical issues of our time and the most critical issues society is currently going through.、Uh, of course. So on that note. Hey, this is critical. No laughing, please.、Uh, on that note, <laughs>、uh, today's issue and today's topic is going to be: Is orange more iconic as a fruit or more iconic as a color? And today's, you know, today we're going to have Tony and Anka battle it out and tell us whether orange is more iconic as a fruit or more iconic as a color.、Um, to de- to pick sides. We didn't really think this through, so I'm just going to assign it.、Uh, Tony, you're going to be arguing that orange is more iconic as a color, and Anka, you're going to be arguing that orange is more iconic as a fruit. So I'll give you guys a couple of seconds to prepare, and then we're going to go straight into it. Okay. Okay, so we're ready to go.、Um, so let's start with some opening statements from Orange is the Fruits,、uh, iconic as a fruit side. Anka, you know, let let us hear what you what you got to say. Listen, okay, when you think about some of your earliest memories as a kid, what do you think about? You think about orange juice. You think about freshly peeled oranges. When you think about history, and you look at things like pirates, don't you ever think like, what if they just ate oranges and had more vitamin C? They wouldn't have scurvy. <laughs> okay. When I think about the color orange, you know what I think about Donald Trump. You know what I think about vomit. You know what I think about. I think about a compromise between red and yellow that no. Oh, okay. Shot fired. Shot listen, fired. All right. Listen, all right. Calm down there. If you want、there. a refreshing and vitalizing fruit beverage, and or like it's great for your skin, it's great for your body. Orange the fruit is the way to go. All right, all right, all right. That was a that was a strong <laughs> and slightly provocative opening statement.、Uh, color orange is iconic as a color. Tony, Tony, defend. First、yourself. of all, this man is this man has just come out with slander right out of the gate. So I got to address this slander. First of all, I agree. Orange, an orange is a pirate fruit. Okay, it's 2020, bruh. You're not gonna get scurvy. Drop the orange. Pick up a potassium, a potassium filled banana. Okay, it's 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 time to move on. Uh, another thing is these wedges. You know, you you open up an orange. You know, it's supposed to be this good fruit. You never know what you're gonna get. Just a random number of ve- of wedges. You know, be more consistent. Uh, uh, oranges. Um, and I I don't want to make this personal, but you know, Encore made it personal, and I. I just think maybe the reason Unquer dislikes the color orange so much is because he relates to it. You know, just like look at look at the color orange. It's the second color in the rainbow. It's not、oh. first. It's never the oldest color. 
right? I think it's it's a real middle child of the colors, right? And I oh, think shit! <laughs> it's always behind red, you know? It's looking at yellow in the distance. And it's wondering where it fits in this rainbow. And I think, Ankur, going back to the theme of this episode, you just, just engage in some self-forgiveness and you'll you'll find love. You'll find love in orange as well. All right. Um, uh- Ankara, I think I think I think I'm gonna give you like a minute to respond to that. Those are some strong words against you, some strong call out. <laughs> uh, I, I I think you gotta you gotta redeem yourself a bit here. Let's go. I think Tony just pulled an Eminem from Eight Mile, but the problem is he just basically said that orange is a trash color because it doesn't match up to the colors at the top of the rainbow or the bottom of the rainbow. And honestly, like just because I'm a middle child doesn't mean I can't recognize when trash is trash and orange is trash. Now. Back to Orange the Fruit, because I still have probably 37 seconds to talk about the beauty that is Orange the Fruit, that um, <clears throat> that can solve so many diseases, can, you know, like, it's, it, that you can see on super, like, on supermarkets, Fruticana, Tropicana, so many different brands, so many different types of orange juice, so many different types of oranges. You got mandarin oranges, you got the big fatties, you got the little skinny ones. You got all this this diversity of oranges. Whereas the color orange, no matter how which way you slice it, no matter which shade, it just reminds me of one thing. Puke. Do you Mm. want your color to look like puke? No. Vote for orange the fruit this election. Thank you. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. We've heard it from Orange the Fruit. We've heard it from Orange the Color. You let us know who wins, who's out, and who should not come back for the next segment. All right. That was fun. That was good. That was fun. That was so much fun. All right, everyone, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we greatly appreciate it if you can share the pod with your friends. And in particular, given the nature of today's conversation, we would really love it if you could share it with the men in your lives so that we could all strive to be better men and be better at opening up to each other. If you're enjoying the pod, we encourage you again to um, subscribe to us on your listening platforms, follow us on social, leave a review, or even reach out to us and tell us what you liked and or disliked about the pod. We're very open to feedback and honestly, we'd just love to hear from you. So yeah, I hope you all have a wonderful week. Stay safe, talk with your friends, and yeah, we'll see you soon. Take care.